the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, everyone. I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 138 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the ever-present virus that is infecting the minds of our children known as wokeism, and more specifically, critical race theory. Yeah, George, we talked about this last week. Um, the critical race theory is the, our second threat from what we call the triple threat. And we've spent a lot of time discussing its validity and ramifications. However, today we have some good news to share about what is happening with some of the top evangelists of critical race theory and how this will lead to hopefully a better future for all our kids. Well, just some brief background on some of these uh, top minds and evangelists that have been propagating this gospel of critical race theory. Um, you know, critical race theory has been taught in higher education for at least half a century. Yeah. Richard Delgado and Gene Stefanik wrote the book on CRT. They did. And then there are some uh, other very important um, pillars of CRT. One of them is intersectionality. Right. Um, and Kimberly Crenshaw, I mean, she wrote and she coined the term and she wrote the book on intersectionality. She did indeed. And then we have, of course, Hannah Nicole Jones, uh, who wrote its natural ramifications uh, equal historical revisionism by writing the 1619 projects, which George won a Pulitzer Prize in journalism. But actually, as history has shown since then, it's a complete farce. Yeah. Um, and then other pillars of critical race theory that you've, you've probably heard about, uh, white fragility and that entire concept. Uh, you know, Robin D'Angelo uh, popularized that concept with a book and then going on extensive speaking tours <laughs> with it as well. She did indeed. And uh, of course, we have Ibram X. Kendi, not his real name, it's an assumed name, who created the anti racist framework where he infamously stated the only remedy for past discrimination is present discrimination. And that is absolutely nuts. Um, but from there, we have the spillover then into culture and into the broader movement, which was really galvanized under Black Lives Matter, yep. the organization, uh, which also became inseparable from the movement, Black Lives Matter. Mm. Uh, and its co-founders, Patrice Coolers and Alicia Garza, which really mainstreamed CRT, but they did something more. They weaponized it uh, because they led these massive riots from, you know, June 2020. Um, and it's basically justified uh, the use of violence um, and, and basically destroying of property. Uh, so there's no question about that. But, uh, George, I guess there's some trouble in paradise among these figures that we've just outlined. Yes. So, so what's happened? 
so, so you know, it, it just takes some time, right? Usually when lies are propagated and they're such big lies, um, you know, I, I think it, it was either Hitler or Stalin who, who said this, that if you say a lie, a big lie that's, you know, um, often enough and loud enough, you know, people will believe it. Yeah. And the whole critical race theory um, evangelistic movement um, has really been propagating these these lies loudly through the media, especially, mm. um, and through higher education and now in K through twelve education. Uh, but their lies are starting to catch up with them, um, and then also their character or lack thereof is also catching up with them. So. Um, you know, this is a pretty novel experiment um, where, you know, the institutional pillars of American culture have chosen to gamble with the credibility of reinterpreting American history through the lens of this neo-Marxist ideology. Um, and the shelf life of this ideology and its credibility has just about reached its three to four year mark. It's three to four years too long. Exactly. Um and back in October, uh, all right, so we're just talking a, a month ago, um, we finally had in the New York Times columnist Pamela Paul, who published a piece titled, Anti-Racism Was Never the Right Answer. Shocking, coming from the New York Times. Exactly. And and so um, I, I was shocked when I, when I read that the New York Times would actually publish a, a piece like that. And it really started to pick apart um, at the claims that anti-racism makes, specifically Ibram X. Kandi. Right. Um, and Paul's, uh, you know, Pamela, Paul's um, piece cited reputable scholars for once um, that criticized Ibram X. Kandi, who, who reduced an, anti-racist a- ideology to basically, you know, uh, the only remedy that can solve racism. And after three to four years, finally people are catching up and saying, oh, wait up, no, 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 no. Racism has been present everywhere in world history. There have been many other types of remedies uh, to it. Um, and, and in fact, we are not proud of American history um, for all of the true racist things that have happened, but we should be proud of the steps that America has taken uh, to repent from its wrongdoings, things that other nations have not done in the past. Yeah, it's not like the racism is something that's happened in the 21st century. Uh, It's a feature of fallen humanity. we are envious and jealous of mm-hmm. other people, and we, we come up for reasons to dislike them if they happen to be advantaged in some way that we construe uh, in a way that we're not. I mean, this is just a, it's, racism has been around since Adam and Eve, let's put it that way. Yeah, and this is how big of a deal it is for the New York Times to actually publish something like this. Um, you know, they, they've been publishing. In fact, they were a sponsor of Nicole Hannah-Jones' 1619 Project. They were indeed. And they were pushing all of this stuff. Uh, that's how really she was able to win the Pulitzer Prize for this, you know, farce of a project. 
Um, and the 1619 Project really helped to catalyze the Black Lives Matter movement um, at, you know, in the summer of 2020, which led to widespread riots. Um, one of the things that I just want to pause here, Mark, and say, um, I think that POK has done a fantastic job of explaining critical race theory and historical revisionism in two wonderful short videos in, in the 10 minute range. Parents, please go on our YouTube channel or on our website, watch these two videos on critical race theory and on historical revisionism. Uh, the video on critical race theory is, was, is narrated by pastor and lawyer Mark T. Little, who is a black person. Yes. Uh, and just fiercely opposes anti-racism uh, and critical race theory. Um, and historical revisionism is narrated by, uh, by supermom Elaine Blakowski. And I think you will enjoy both of those. Um, but the New York Times, time and time again, the last four years has been the you know, using their megaphone, you know, to, to blast critical race theory out there and to oppose anyone who's published against it. For example, when in when U.S. Senator Tom Cotton, who's a Republican from Arkansas, um, he had an article published um, shortly after the BLM riots um, that that was calling for federal troops to come in and to suppress the BLM riots. The New York Times fired the journalist who published that uh, that article, I think within five days. Incredible. Uh, that journalist was gone. Um, and then they published a five-paragraph apology the next day. I mean, this is how gung-ho they were about this anti-racist movement. Unfortunately, from the New York Times, this is what we've come to expect. But something has been changing, and the facts are coming out. And one of those facts deals with Ibram X. Kandi. Um, he is basically the father of the, the whole anti-racist ideology and framework. Um, in fact, you know, Paul's column here mentioned that the turmoil at Boston University's Center for Anti-Racist Research, which is run by Kandi, which was launched right after the June 2020 riots with much fanfare, uh, Carr faced complaints of poor output and mismanaged funds. In fact, not even a year later, an associate professor who then worked for Carr, C-A-R, complained anonymously that there was a pattern of amassing grants without any commitment to producing the research obligated to them. And we're talking about millions of dollars here, Mark. Yeah. How, how, how many millions have been raised? $55 million. That is absolutely crazy. What do you do with $55 million over the last three to four years? Well, you can send it to POK. I think we would, <laughs> we would make good use of it. <laughs> but out of that $55 million, they've blown through $30 million. In fact, in September, two months ago of 2023, news broke that Carr was laying off 20 to 30 of its 45 employees. And... Boston University tried to spin the, the story uh, that, you know, the unheard of collapse, um, you know, you know, of, of the, this research uh, institution, you know, it, it's actually not what you're thinking. We're just restructuring more into a fellowship model. Trying to put a good spin on things. Exactly. Um, but Boston University two months ago also launched its own investigation into uh, the Center for Anti-Racist Research. 
and they want to understand its culture and its grant management practices. So uh, where there is smoke, there's usually <laughs> fire. Um, here's a statement. With little administrative experience, Kendi may simply have been ill-equipped to deal with a program of that magnitude, Paul hypothesized. He may have been distracted by a nonstop book tour and speaking engagements, or maybe, he said, he just screwed up. Maybe. Uh, regardless, it looks pretty transparent that uh, funds were misused, uh, radically so, and a lot of money. And parents, this is good news because finally the the spotlight is being placed where it should be on the veracity and you know and, and on the credibility of such an ideology and on the organization that was responsible to really catalyze you know this movement very much so but george as we know kendy's center for anti-racist research is not the only anti-racist organization uh, to stumble very prominently in the last few years uh, blm has their own story don't they they do and and BLM is, you know, is CAR on steroids. Um, you know, in fact, the Black Lives Matter um, organization in 2020 alone received $90 million. That's astonishing. All right. But only a third of that, $30 million, went to charities, while millions of dollars went to the organization's leaders. Um, and as Americans' support for BLM waned, from 67% in June 2020 to 51% in April 2023, donations started to dry up. And now BLM activists have also sued the organization itself for misusing funds. And the organization ended the last fiscal year with a $9 million deficit. I wonder if the real estate purchases of um, some of its founders were making in Southern California, like in Topanga Canyon, had anything to do with the misuse of funds. I just wonder. Yeah. All of a sudden, real estate was being amassed by the personal founders of this organization. It definitely was. And now the co-founders are out. Uh, you know, they've brought in new leadership. They've also brought in folks with experience in running nonprofits. Uh, that's right. You heard this is a, a nonprofit organization, uh, but its leaders were getting paid millions. Um, so I don't think these leaders can be trusted that they were doing this good work of anti-racism out of the kindness of their own heart uh, for all of those wonderful people uh, out there. So Abraham X. Candy is now being discredited. Black Lives Matter has now been fully discredited as well. And, and not just being discredited, but being shown at, at, at their misuse of dollars, of donations. They've preyed upon maybe honest Americans yeah. who probably believe this message of anti-racism, uh, but they were duped. Um, and so here is the ramification of, you know, uh, believing something too early before you take the time to investigate and to judge for yourself if, if these people are really who they say they are. And in fact, I believe that we haven't believed these people for who they say they are. They are actually the most racist people in the universe. Well, I was going to 
point that out, George. You, you didn't need to be a rocket scientist to see what the real motives were and whether their diatribes against American society were going to help heal uh, fissures and fractures in our culture or exacerbate them and make them worse, which is exactly what, they, what they've done. I remember when the 1619 Project uh, came out. Of course, the founder of that was uh, Hannah Nicole Jones, who's also suffered in terms of her prestige. Uh, the world's most eminent historians uh, took a looking glass to that document. It was over 100 pages long, published in the New York Times, making all of these claims about uh, America's past. But there were no references. There were no footnotes. Um, and yet the New York Times went ahead and published this. And why the Pulitzer Organization granted it a journalistic award is a, still a complete mystery to me. But anyway, George, all these world historians, including uh, a stable of black uh, historians, totally discredited it and said that there's no truth to any of this. They've misconstrued uh, American history for a political ag- agenda. Exactly. Well, you know, Mark, let's touch upon uh, Hannah Nicole Jones. Uh, she's also been in, in hot water as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, in, in fact, um, after trying to negotiate a five-year teaching position at the University of North Carolina, which she demanded that from day one she get a fully tenured position, yeah, fully tenured means you keep basically you can't be fired. You've got a position for life, no matter what you do or don't do. Exactly. I mean, how how can you ask for that? You're you're not even a, a legit professor. You have minimal experience in the industry, and it's like me going to my company and saying, "I want a senior vice president position, an executive position in the organization." You know, from from year one. I mean, this is. I, I don't know. It's just crazy. Um, so I'm I'm glad that the the board of trustees at the university saw through that game, and they said uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, and so she then rejected their offer uh, to to this teaching position. Um, and opted to go instead to to Howard University. Yeah, good for her, not good for the students at Howard University. Exactly. Um, and so this, you know, this is good news because I think that the anti-racist industrial complex, uh, this house of cards is going to come down. Hopefully. And, it, and it's starting. We're seeing it with Ibram X. Kandi. We've seen it with BLM. We're now seeing it with Hannah Nicole Jones and the 1619 Project. But like you mentioned, Mark, at the very beginning, it's been three to four years too long. And so, parents, what does this mean for our K-12 through kids? Well, this might be some just speculation on our part um, because we can't predict the future. Um, But when you look at the amount of influence and the amount of curricula even that has been produced. Parents, there is a 1619 curricula for K-12. through Yeah, it's still being promulgated it's, in K-12 through public schools throughout the country. I mean, this is, George, this has become an industry. And not just the 1619 Project, but works by Kimberl Crenshaw, yeah. Ibram X. Kendi, 
uh, Gene Stefanik, Richard Delgado. I mean, these are treatises, and they're all false. Basically, they're fading. They're uh, asserting a false premise that are still being propagated in the form of critical theory in K through twelve public schools. Yeah. So, parents, I, I think we need to start using this kind of information on the reality of this house of cards that's crumbling. Okay. And start talking about it. Talk about it now when you go to your school board and if your your school district is promoting the 1619 project, you now have evidence yeah. to discredit the, the, the founders of, of these movements. Uh, use that to your advantage, all right? Um, I know that Ibram X. Kendi took his anti-racist book and he actually wrote a version for kids for elementary school discredit him as well go to your local elementary school district and if that book is present in present in the children's library talk about this i mean this is how we take facts and use them to change the narrative of what our schools have been doing um, in fact even black lives matter they created curriculum in fact, they actually created curriculum for like from from kindergarten, from coloring pages. I've seen their coloring pages over and over that are being used even in very conservative counties and school districts like our Orange County uh, here in, in Southern California. Um, they are everywhere. It's going to take time. Uh, it, it's almost like, you know, hand-to-hand combat guerrilla warfare against terrorism. This is a terrorism of the mind. Um, And they have unleashed it um, upon America. And it's our job as parents to go in there and fight this war, hand-to-hand combat, go into every school, every school district, and remove all of this this filth and this mind virus out. Uh, Parents, arm yourselves with intelligent information. Construct a story based on facts. Know what you're going to say ahead of time. Say it with precision. Say it with evidence. Um, Arm yourself with as many facts as you can, but do state your story, whether it's to your child's uh, teacher, your history teacher, humanities, social sciences, the principal of the school, the the school board. Uh, You have every right. In fact, you have a duty to marshal the facts at your disposal and present your case. And the facts are there, as we pointed out this morning, as well as on our website. And if, Mark, we've been presenting critical race theory as our second threat of the triple threat, this trouble in paradise of anti-racism and this house of cards is finally crumbling down, parents, we have to take advantage, seize the moment, seize what is happening, and spread this good news and use it to our advantage. Yeah, we invite you to take a deeper look at the resources that we offer on our website. As George mentioned, we have videos on most of these themes. In fact, our flagship video is known as the Triple Threat, and it will give you a high-level view of uh, sex and gender theory, critical race theory, this other concept called social-emotional learning. Uh, we have particularized videos on each one of those themes. Mm-hmm. Our website is just filled with resources for teachers, pastors, parents, 
And we still encourage you, particularly if you're a pastor listening, to think about starting a private school in your church. And we have a 20-page booklet that will walk you through the steps of exactly how to do that. Well, George, we're running out of time today. I hope this has been informative for our listeners. And um, we invite you to come back next week for another episode of Say What? Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.